And uh, last night, Pastor alluded to the fact that, um, you know, when someone say that they're praying for you, never, ever take that lightly. And man, that thing registered in my spirit because I was battling with two messages, and one, one of which was dealing with prayer. And so I thought when he said that last night, maybe that's my confirmation, you know. But the Holy Spirit had me to go in another direction. But I'm turning that curve and coming right back around on prayer tonight. Can you say amen? Amen. Acts chapter 12 is where we're going to share. While you're turning there, I still believe in my heart of hearts that this is the greatest hour for the church. Come on, somebody. And I believe when the body of Christ just rise up, amen, that people are going to come running saying, what must I do to be saved? But the church holds the answer, and that's Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. My God, I know we're going through. I know we're dealing with a lot of things. I know the enemy is attacking, amen, uh, you know, believers like he's attacking unbelievers. But at the end of the day, come on, amen, that our God is still in control and he's a sovereign God. And many of the afflictions are the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, I'm coming out of this one, too. Woo, good God, I should have worn my Nikes. I feel like preaching a little bit. There's, a, there's an atmosphere to preaching here tonight. And uh, look out here and see my good friend, amen, Brother Jimmy Stewart and his wife. We certainly thank God for this man of God, and we appreciate what God's doing through him and for him in that part of the vineyard. Praise God. We got enough preachers here tonight. We ought to be able to scare the devil. Come on, somebody. We'll just tag team on him. How's that? Amen. You'll be a flea in his collar and I'll be a tick in his tail. But we'll fight him in Jesus' name. <laughs> Acts chapter 12. We're going to talk about the power of prayer tonight. I really sense that. And, uh, you know, when, when there's a word of prophecy over your life or over your church, you're not deterred and you're not moved by, amen, natural circumstances. Come on, somebody. I still believe that. I believe the word that was spoken over this house, the prophecy that was spoken over this house. God didn't change his mind because of a pandemic. Can I say that again? How many believe it's still going to come to pass? Tell your neighbor it's still going to come to pass. Praise God. That's the kind of faith you got to have. Amen. In the, in the face of adversity, what did God say? And if God said it, then you stand on that. Praise God. Some of you don't even realize how close you are to a breakthrough right now. Don't, don't let uh, or allow circumstances to weaken your faith. That's why you need to pray so you can stay focused. Look at somebody and tell them, stay faith focused. Come on now. Praise God. Amen. Acts chapter number 12. And uh, we'll start reading at verse number one, and many of you already uh, know this story, uh, but it's a powerful story. It's, uh, it's one that, uh, that will build your faith. Praise God. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to Bex. I see y'all standing. I like that. Come on. Make me feel like I'm at home. Amen. Praise God. His hands to Bex, certain of the Jews, amen, or of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. James has just now been beheaded. Amen. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, put him in prison, delivered him into four quartillions of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing. Come on, say that with me. Prayer was made 
without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Verse 6 says, And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keeper of the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise, amen, up quickly. And his chains fell from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, bind on thy sandals. So he did, and he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out, and he followed him, and wished not, amen, that it was true, which by the angel, but thought he was in a vision, amen? But what happened? When they were past the first and the second ward, they came into an iron gate that leaded into the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out, passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surely that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the people of the Jews. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says, And as Peter knocked at the door, a man of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. Praise God. And when, he, and when she knew that it was Peter's voice, she opened, amen, not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, praise God, thou art mad. <laughs> but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Amen. Then they said, uh, it's an angel. But Peter continued knocking. Amen. And when they had opened the door, they saw and they were astonished. Isn't that funny? The very thing that they've been praying for is knocking at the door, amen, and uh, they thought she was mad. <laughs> now, let me help y'all tonight. Don't be praying for one thing, and then when it shows up, you don't believe it happened. I, I've, I've been with, with saints, and I've touched, and I agreed with them, and I prayed with them, and their reply was, I can't believe this happened. And I'm thinking, why did you have me praying if you didn't believe God's going to do it? Let's pray. We better pray tonight. Amen. Is this my water? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Praise God. Father, have your way in this house tonight. Move in this service. And Lord, as we open our hearts to you, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will, amen, lead us and guide us and, amen, open up our understanding. Praise God and let us down into the depths of your word tonight. Inspire, encourage, amen, uplift in the name of Jesus and we'll give you glory and everybody shouted amen. Praise God. I want to deal with the power of prayer. I want you to turn to someone and just look at them and tell them there's power in your prayers. Amen. There's power in your prayer. You know, oftentimes we talk about the early church and we talk about how they prayed and how God moved on their behalf. And I want to take a, a moment and just share with you, you know, when we first started out, one of the things about the older preachers, they would always tell the young preachers, amen, uh, always talk to God before you talk to the people. Come on now. Amen, because I can't talk to you about God until I first talk to God about you. That happens through prayer. 
Amen. Never, never, ever grace the pulpit and stand in the gap without you first, amen, uh, praying and seeking the face of God. Uh, the, the, the older generation did nothing without prayer. You know why? They valued prayer. Praise God. Amen. I, I believe it was Watchman Nee said, give God your mornings. They asked him, why is it that you're such a powerful man? They were interviewing him. He says, I give God my mornings. And he said, if you give God your mornings, he'll take care of the rest of your days. Come on, somebody. Praise God. C.S. Lewis says, he who runs from God in the morning will scarcely find him the rest of the day. <laughs> I believe that's true. Come on, somebody. Amen. They asked D.L. Moody, why is it that you're always preaching on the Holy Spirit and talking about prayer, the power of prayer? Amen. Why is it that you always, amen, talk about praying and the refilling of the Holy Ghost? And he simply answered, he says, I ask God for a refilling because I leak. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, you do too. <laughs> We all leak. Come on now. And that's why we got to stay before the throne of God. Amen. Because some things will not happen in our life unless they're birthed through prayer. Oh, I've shared the story about my oldest sister. I was in uh, the hospital with her. Amen. My mom and I had taken her to St. Louis at Normandy North. I'll never forget this. And uh, the doctor walked in and said, uh, because of the nerve condition that you have in your body, I hate to be the bearer of bad news and to give you the worst case scenario. But he says, ma'am, you will never walk again according to the condition that's in your body. My sister broke down and started crying in the room. My mother, she and embraced my mother and I walked out of the room down the hall and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and says go back in the room and tell your sister that I'm going to heal her now wait a minute I just heard the doctor say she's never going to walk again but I heard God say go back in the room and I'm going to heal her and raise her up come on somebody and I can't think of a night going by without her praying and talking to God. And she's a prayer warrior to this day. And on about three years later, she would always travel with us in revival. Amen. And if we were preaching within an hour, hour and a half, close proximity, we would put a wheelchair in the back, in the trunk. And she would always say, this could be the night that I get my miracle. She says, I've been praying and I've been talking to God. In the third year, I'll never forget, a power-packed service where the power of the Holy Spirit was moving. Amen. And my sister jumped up out of the wheelchair. Praise God. And gave, God gave her supernatural strength. Amen. We saw God work a miracle. And I'm just giving you just a few. And I remember, amen, not long after that, we were rejoicing and praising God for her miracle. Amen. And she kept having seizures and falling out. And we knew something was wrong. Amen. And she went back to the doctor. Ladies and gentlemen, when she went back to the doctor, amen, they discovered that there was an aneurysm, amen, in her brain had burst. And when they shaved her head and split her from ear to ear, when they opened her up, the blood vessel had burst. Praise God. And the doctors were mesmerized because they couldn't understand what exactly had happened to her. Amen. We had just prayed and anointed. Amen. And asked God to work, for, work a miracle for her. And when they got to the doctor, opened up her skull, ladies and gentlemen, they sewed it right back up. And, and, and the doctor said, I don't understand. The blood vessel has burst 
praise the Lord, and we're going to sew you back up. They cleaned out, amen, her head, and you know what? To this day, she's never had another headache again, migraine headache. Somebody give God a praise right now. It's good to see pastor and pastor and bishop and pastor tonight. So so glad to have both of y'all with us, amen, in the presence of God. So never underestimate prayer or, or the value of prayer. Amen. If we ever needed to pray, that time is right now. Come on, somebody. Do you not know that we have the power to pray that can stay the hand of the enemy? How many believe that? Amen. When the saints of God come on one accord and begin to pray and talk to God, amen, you can stop the enemy in his tracks. But there's a lot of people, amen, we've learned how to have church. But the problem is we've learned to have church without the anointing of God. Oh, God, I feel it in here tonight. And that's a problem, amen, because we've been in church all of our lives, and we've learned how to go through the motions, and we've learned how, amen, to sing our songs and preach our sermons. But unless the oil of God is on our lives, amen, we can go through the motions, but won't no yokes be destroyed. Come on, somebody. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll soak this place with prayer, amen, there's something about when people walk through the door, they can feel the anointing of God. My God. And when people start praying, it's impossible for you to pray and then hold a grudge against somebody. Hallelujah. That's what we need. We need prayer meetings. Come on, somebody. Yeah, we need revivals, but we need prayer meetings all at the same time. We need a move of God. We need the touch of God. Are you hearing me? Praise God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, our country needs a touch from God. Our leadership needs a touch from God. Come on, our churches need a touch from God. Amen. Our prayer ought to be, God, shake us one more time. God, shake us one more time. Shake us. And we ought to pray, amen, as they did, amen, in Solomon's day when they were rebuilding the temple and they were dedicating the temple. The Bible says that the people begin to pray and praise God so that when the priest came forth to minister, he could not do it because of the glory of the Lord filled the house. I'm longing for the day where the glory will begin to fill the house again. Can I get a witness? How many still believe God can do it? it again oh come on my god I feel some moving in here tonight I want you to tell somebody God can do it again now I want to ask you who won't who want to see God do it again now clap your hands and praise him for the next 10 seconds come on giving praise tonight hallelujah Amen. It's not that God's not answering prayers. Amen. People say, well, God's not answering my prayer. How many know God can't answer an, uh, an unoffered prayer? Can I say that again? It's not that he's not answering prayer. We're just not offering prayer. And God can't answer an unoffered prayer. Woo, stay with me now. Let's look at this text tonight because it's a very powerful text. And I don't want you to miss this because I really believe God has something in store for his people tonight. Amen. Uh, we got to get back to prayer. Amen. We got to get back. Amen. To the foundation. Amen. Of God shaking and moving some things. Amen. In your life. How many need God to work in your life? How many need a miracle in your home or in your finances? Come on now. Or even in your body. 
What if I told you tonight that prayer is the recipe for your deliverance tonight? I feel an anointing in here. I really do. James says, amen, that, amen, he talks about, he says, we have not because we that's not. It's not that God's not doing it. Amen. Some of us are not even talking to God anymore. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. John cover or James covers so much. Amen. In his book, uh, alluding to prayer, he says, "If there's any sick, let him call for the elders of the church." Sometimes we act like, you know, amen, because COVID is out there. Come on now, amen, and Omicron and all these other Delta variants are out there. We act like God can't heal that. Just in case y'all don't know, he's still king over COVID. Woo, look down your road and tell somebody he's still king over COVID. Praise God. You need to let the devil know that if God can heal cancer, he can heal COVID too. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And so now, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Praise God. Amen. Now the Bible says in Acts chapter 12, this is interesting because in Acts chapter 11, they've just dealt with famine. Praise the Lord. But now in Acts chapter 12, now they're dealing with a fight. Come on. They got famine over here and they got a fight over there. Have you ever been in the middle of two things going on at one time? Come on, talk back to me. Praise God. And now look what happened. James, amen, has now, amen, been beheaded. The Bible says his life been taken by the sword. Now they've taken the head of James. And guess what? Peter is on the hit list. And now they're going after him. Come on. And the Bible says because it pleased the Jews. Amen. Herod says let's go get him too. Amen. It was going to, you know, give him a, a boost in the political arena. Hello, somebody. Amen. So now, amen, here's what's happening. Peter's in prison. Amen. But the church of God is praying for Peter. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you've got two entities that's going on. Number one, it's Herod versus, amen, the prayers of the church. Uh-oh. Can I say that again? you got Herod over here, and you've got a church praying over there. The Bible says, and they prayed without ceasing. Can I submit to you tonight that we need to go back to praying without ceasing? Thessalonians says, amen, the Bible tells us that we're to always to pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Pray every area in your life so you can cover all the territory. <laughs> Some of y'all will get it on the way home. Because when I pray, I don't want to miss nothing. Come on, somebody. Don't give the enemy an open door. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, here they are. He's in jail. But while he's in jail, they're at the house preaching. And the book of Acts talks more about house prayers than any other book. It's mentioned over 30 times, almost 39 times, where it deals with praying in the house. And let me help somebody in here tonight. Here's my second point tonight. That listen, amen, until the anointing flows in the house you live in. I didn't get no help right there. Don't you ever think that God's just limited to the house of God. Amen. Your house ought to be the house of God. Whoa. Tell somebody he's still moving in the house. Oh, yeah, that's the wrong neighbor. Tell somebody else he's still moving in the house. My God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's what happened to Saul. Come on. Amen. He's on the beast. He got knocked down on the road of Damascus. Come on. Amen. And he got salvation where? In his house. 
Yeah, yeah, the, amen, the disciples, y'all know the story. The 120 was in the room. They were in the upper room. They were where? In the house. Lord, have mercy. Amen. And I can give you example after example after example. Never limit God to a building or a sanctuary. Amen. Filled with people. Some of the best, amen, prayer services you'll ever have is in your house, one-on-one, you and God. Can I get a witness here? Yeah, God done some great miracles, amen, in, in the house, amen, amen, believers are in the house, praise God, Acts talks about the miracles, amen, that took place in the house, and so we see tonight, while Peter's in prison, the Bible says that the church of God is praying, where are they praying, at Mark, John Mark's house. And I believe they're praying there because that's where they were praying for James. Now, you have to understand, and I want you to see this, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. You're dealing with a church that's praying for their leader. Amen. And how many know the enemy is always after the leader? Because if he can get the leader discouraged. Oh, y'all going to catch it in a few minutes. Amen. He has just taken what? The head of James. How many know the enemy's after headship? He wants to discourage them. But look what happened, church. Amen. Peter's in prison, but the church is praying for him. And you need to understand, amen, while he's in prison, and the Bible said he falls asleep. Now, uh, for the life of me, I don't know anybody on death row that's going to die in the morning and go to sleep the night before. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I know. Come on, y'all. Be real with me. If you knew you were in jail and you're going to be executed the next morning, the first thing you're going to do, you're going to stay up all night long. And you're going to pace the floor. And you're going to be watching. Come on now. And everybody come by the door, you're going to be asking them, what do you want? Huh? The Bible says Peter went to sleep. Come on. How many know that there is an anointing that I don't care what you're going through. God can give you peace in the midst of a storm. Come on, somebody. How many know that you can sleep through it? Look at your neighbor and tell him you're getting ready to sleep through some things. And it doesn't mean that you're not having trouble. It doesn't mean that all hell is not breaking loose. But listen, God knows how to, amen, calm you in the midst of the storm. Sound man, give me some sound on the, on the stage. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Amen. Listen, he may not ever stop the storm, but he'll calm you in the storm. Peter went to sleep. Say it with me. Peter went to sleep. Shout, I'm going to sleep through it. Come on. My God, why everybody else is having a nervous breakdown and about to lose their mind. There you are just sleeping through it. Come on, somebody. You've gone through a dirty divorce, but you're sleeping through it. You lost your job, but you're sleeping through it. Come on. You're unemployed, but you're sleeping through it. Why? Because David says, I've been young and I'm now old. Amen. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Somebody shout, I'm going to sleep through it. How could Peter sleep through it when he's going to die in the morning? Maybe, just maybe, he's been watching the example of Jesus. Woo. Uh, just maybe, he's been watching the example of Jesus. Because Peter was with him on the ship when they were going to the other side. And then all of a sudden, they ran into a storm. And while they're up freaking out on the ship, the Bible said Jesus is down at the bottom sleeping. 
Somebody got to get it in a few minutes. And then they went down and they woke up Jesus and they started saying things. Do you care if we perish? I need some real people in here. Because cause sometimes we read the scripture, but we don't read it with conviction. You know, you know, we just say, and the disciples went down and they woke up Jesus. And they said, Jesus, do you really care about us? No, the spirit of cuss came on them. Some of y'all just got it. Come on, somebody. Amen. And they had an attitude with Jesus. They said, do you care if we perish? The Bible said Jesus just got up from asleep and, and, and just stretched his arms and said, peace. Good God, be still. And they looked at him and they were mesmerized and said, whoa, what manner of man is this? Even the wind and the waters obey him. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, I've been through some things before. That's why some of y'all are able to hold it together because you've been through some hell before. Peter said, this ain't the first storm I've been in. Come on, somebody. Amen. And you know what? Amen. If, if he take my life, amen, I'm going on to see Jesus. Can you say amen? For me to live is Christ, and if I die, it's gain. Any way I go, I come out a winner. Woo. Hallelujah. Peter went to sleep. Amen. And while he's sleeping, the church is praying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. And you ought to thank God. Let me pause for the cause for just a moment. You ought to thank God for good leadership. Because while you're out at a ball game, your pastor's praying for you. Come on. While you're at home watching online and you need your butt in the church, come on, somebody. Your pastor is still praying for you. And don't you sign off either. <laughs> we'll do a drive-by at your house. And pray you through in the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me tonight? Amen. They're praying for him. And the Bible says, while he's asleep. And Peter's made up in his mind. I might as well not worry. I might as well not sit around here and worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. He says, tonight I'm going to sleep. Come on, somebody. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to put it in the hands of God and I'm going to move forward. And while Peter's sleeping, the Bible said, an angel comes through, amen, the sail and smote him on the side and says, Peter, get up. Lord, have mercy. Amen. Put your clothes on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. And let's get out of here. Peter got up and got dressed and the Bible said the chains fell off of him. Lord, have mercy. I don't know who God sent me here to talk to. Prayer will break the chains off of you. Oh, my God, when you pray, freedom will come. Can you say amen? I don't know. There may be 20, maybe 30 that's in this house tonight, and God sent me here to tell you, just keep on praying until your breakthrough comes. I don't know who this is for, but somebody is about to get a breakthrough in their life, but you got to keep on praying. Woo! Hallelujah. I remember just not even five, six years ago, we received a phone call. I just happened to be in the city when, when we received the phone call. And a little baby, uh, they said they were going to air back the baby uh, to the children's hospital in St. Louis. And uh, the grandma called and said, we need you up here to the hospital right away. And they said they don't think the baby will live from, from this hospital to that hospital. And when we got there, 
I remember the mother met me at the door and said, I need you to pray, and I need you to pray right now. And I walked up to the door, but, uh, I mean, they had every type of instrument you could put on a child. It, it just looked like spider webs was all over the baby. They had, I mean, a heart monitor. They had some other monitors on the child. And uh, when I peeped through the door, the mother was adamant saying, go in and lay hands on her. I said, well, the doctor's in there now. And the doctor overheard me, you know, speaking to the mother. I said, as soon as the doctor come out, I said, I'll go in. But they, you know, they had told the mother prior to me coming that, that she may not even make it to the, to, the, to the plane, to the helicopter. Well, I didn't know that. But I was standing on the outside still praying. Come on now. Amen. And so when the doctor heard that, she come out of the, the room and she says, come on in. You can pray. And this is what she said, Pastor Drew. You do your thing and let me do my thing. Y'all missed it over here. Let me try it again. She says, you do what you do best and let me do what I do best. Come on, somebody. Praise God. And I stood by the bedside and I said, can I lay hands on the child? She says, lay hands on him. Amen. But I'm going to keep on working and doing what I know how to do. Come on, somebody. And ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, amen. The child was stable. Amen. The child made it to St. Louis. But then they said, they said, there's nothing else we can do. But that mother was adamant, amen, about God working a miracle. Now, she was a backslider, and she came back to God, amen, and she started praying. And I told her, can't nobody pray like a mama can. Come on, especially when their child's in trouble. She got restored to God. They brought the baby home five days later. And here she comes, walking through the door, still weeping and crying with a tube in the, in the child's stomach. And she says, they said the child will not live. Amen. They sent the child home to die. But God had another plan. Woo, God, who am I talking to tonight? We got the anointing oil and the prayer warriors came around that child. Amen. We circled that child, laid hands on that baby. They, man, they took the child back to the hospital and they said, we don't understand what's going on. Amen. But listen, that's been almost seven years and the baby is doing fine today. I wish I had some believers in here. Oh, somebody shout the power of prayer. If God did it, then he can do it again. Anybody need a miracle? Woo, somebody shout. There's a miracle with my name on it. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, some of the greatest breakthroughs we see in the Bible came as a result of prayer. Come on now. Some of the greatest revelations that you'll get from God will come, amen, as you spend time in prayer. Come on, somebody. Some of the greatest blessings that's birthed in your life will come through prayer. Amen. I'm a living witness. Some of the greatest visions that God will give you, amen, will come out of a prayer meeting. Amen. See, you say, well, you don't understand. I'm, I'm going through a difficult season in my life. Okay? Amen. If you're in a hard time, let me tell you, pray. If you're under an attack, pray. Sickness in your body, pray. Got COVID? Pray. Come on, family's in trouble. Pray. Church in trouble. Pray. If my people, which are called by my name, God, woo, would humble themselves, seek my face, 
and pray. Tell somebody you got to stop. You got to go back to prayer. Yeah, stop complaining and pray. Stop crying and start praying. Come on now. Yeah, we would talk to God, amen, like we talk about our problems. We would be further up the road than where we are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I share this story because it's a true story. Old lady in Chicago, they just left one of the camp meetings there, amen, one of the revivals downtown in Chicago, and she had just left, amen, that camp meeting. When she got home, she had no idea this guy had broken into her home getting ready to rob her, amen. She's an elderly lady, amen, lived just a block from the church. And before she got in bed, she had gotten into her gown, her night clothes, and she was about to get in the bed, and she just started pleading the blood of Jesus, not knowing this guy was under her bed. Don't you tell me, amen, about the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, she just started rebuking the devil, but didn't see nobody in there. She said, Salem, the Lord rebukes you. The blood is against you. And she just started walking through her house, amen, just praying and seeking God, amen. And about three or four minutes later, this big guy come rolling from under the bed. And mother jumped back and said, oh, Jesus, amen. He said, mama, don't worry about nothing. You done prayed the hell out of me. Come on, somebody. Now, that's not just a funny story. That's the truth. Amen. The man got up and ran out of the house. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody shout, prayer still works. My God, and look what happened. Peter now comes through, amen, the iron gate. And the Bible said when he gets there, amen, the door opens on his own accord. And y'all think it's a big deal when you go to Walmart, and amen, and when you walk through those electric doors, they open up. But let me tell you, amen, prayer will open up doors that you don't have the power to open up. Woo! Amen. And marched them out. And Peter... Didn't know what was going on. Matter of fact, amen, Peter thought, amen, he was in a trance. And, and guess where he ended up going? He says, I'm going to Mary's house, to St. Amen, to John Mark's house. And when Peter got there, they had been praying, Lord, deliver Peter. Amen. The, the, little, the little girl opened the door. When she opened the door, guess who was standing there? It was Peter. Thank you, Lord. The girl went back. She was so excited. She didn't even, she just shut the door in Peter's face and ran back and said, hey, y'all, Peter's at the door. And they said, oh, cast the devil out of her. She's mad. Isn't that something? The very thing they were praying for was staring them in the face. And they didn't embrace it. I want to help somebody in this house while I prepare to close because I'm getting ready to pray with you tonight. Amen. Whatever you've been believing God for, stand in the gap until your deliverance come. Amen. Stay faith focused. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know what, you know what the enemy's trying to do now with all the sickness in the land? 
People are so fearful and they don't know what to do. And by the time they thought we were about to get through the pandemic and then now, amen, here's another variant and, and, and now everybody's getting sick. Come on, somebody. Amen. Now they're letting out schools and, and, and even, Lord, have mercy, our frontline workers and we ought to praise God for all of those frontline workers. Come on, somebody. Our doctors and nurses and amen and, and our first responders, we need to praise God. But now they're getting tired. And everybody's afraid. But I will not fear. I will not walk in fear. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I know we should be prayerful and careful. I understand that. Amen. But since all of this has happened, I have ceased not to lay hands on the sick. Because how are they going to recover? No, I ain't trying to be Superman and you all not try to be Wonder Woman. Come on, somebody. But what I am saying, if God is God, amen, over, amen, if he's Lord at all, he's Lord over all. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God. And he didn't say, stop laying hands on the sick because there's a pandemic. Woo. I know it's quiet. Huh? But I believe that. Huh? And if I didn't believe it, I wouldn't preach it. I believe that. I believe if God can heal cancer, he can kill, amen, he can heal corona. Come on, somebody. How many believe that tonight? Yeah, go ahead and give the Lord a praise. Amen. This church prayed. Amen. It was Herod versus the church. Man's intention versus God's purpose. Come on, somebody. Amen. The church prayed earnestly, and they prayed without ceasing. Not some little nice, cute prayer. But they prayed. Amen. I mean the same kind of prayer that Daniel prayed. He's down in Babylon. And the Bible said he prayed three times a day. Listen to this. He couldn't get to Jerusalem. He's in Babylon. But the Bible said he opened the windows. And he prayed toward good God from Zion. Anybody got enough faith to say I may not be there, but I believe my prayers is going to reach the place that I can't go. Come on, somebody. Amen. And now Daniel's down in Babylon, but he never let Babylon get down in him. Can you say amen? Tell somebody, don't be affected by what you're going through. Woo. I may be in it, but I'm not of it. Woo. Hallelujah. People look at you and say, how in the world do you, amen, deal with the situation that you deal with, amen, without having a nervous breakdown? You say, no, 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 I'm in it, but I'm not of it. Huh? Daniel prayed three times a day. It's the same prayer, amen, that Jesus prayed when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. Great drops of blood, amen, and sweat is falling from his body. Then all of a sudden... He begins to pray, Lord, if it, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup, let it pass from me. But then he said, nevertheless, let thine will be done. Don't miss this church. If Jesus prayed to the Father, then who are we? Huh? You remember they saw all the people, the, 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 the women, the children, and and then there was no food, and, and Jesus just grabbed a little lad's lunch, and, and then he blessed it. And the Bible says when he grabbed the lunch, he looked up to God, and he prayed. Lord, I need you. Father, bless this. Now, if Jesus prayed to the Father, who are we? 
Tell your neighbor, you got to pray too. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he got ready to, to call Lazarus from the dead, he said, now, Father, I know you always hear me when I pray. But this is not for me. This is for the unbelievers. But, but, but that they may believe. But the Bible said he prayed. Oh, you hearing what I'm saying? What did he say in, in, what is it, Luke 18? He says to the disciples, men ought to always pray and not faint. Come on now. Then he gives the analogy of, of an unjust judge in the city. But then there's a widow that wouldn't stop praying. Lord, have mercy. he talked about persistence. See, sometimes we pray one time and when it don't happen, well, it must not be the Lord's will. Please, you ain't prayed long enough. Huh? We're not consistent in our prayers. And look what happened. Amen. The Bible says he, he, he didn't respect man, had no regard for, for, for God, the things of God. But because this widow kept on coming. Judge, avenge me of my adversary. And the Bible says for a while he would not. But he says, because this woman is getting on my nerves. Hello. Have you ever had somebody to get on your nerves? Don't look at them. Look at me and wink. Come on. They may be sitting by you. I don't know. He says, because of her continuous coming. You know what? Her mind was made up that I'm not going to stop coming until I get what I need. Huh? What did he say? Ask it shall be given. Seek ye shall find. Not in the door shall be open. The translation to that is keep asking till you get what you're asking for. Keep on knocking until the door swings open. Keep seeking until you find what you're looking for. But we look one time and we pray one time. Elijah prayed seven times. Listen to this. He heard the sound of the abundance of rain, but he didn't see any rain. He heard the sound. What do you do with what you hear don't match up with what you see? You got to keep on praying. He told the little lad, go back. Tell me what you see. I don't see anything. Go back again. Just look at your neighbor and tell him, pray one more time. Just pray one more time. Hmm? And then finally, on the seventh time, hey, I see a cloud. It's by the size of a man's hand. Ooh, it's little, but it's loaded. Come on, somebody. Woo but he kept on praying, and guess what? Breakthrough came through for him. Because you prayed one time, and you didn't see it come to pass, I want to encourage you to go back and pray again. Amen. Joel had the same challenge. When Joel showed up on the scene, the Bible says, amen, they were... Uh, in complete drought and devastation. I preached from this text 10 years ago. From, from devastation to supplication to restoration. In devastation, they were, I mean, away from God. They had stopped praying, stopped seeking God. Joel came on the scene and he challenged them, amen, to return to God. And you know what? Out of devastation, they were sleeping. They were unaware of what was happening around them. And when we stop praying, we're unaware of what's happening around us. We started believing the report of Fox and CNN and, come on, ABC. But whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. His, his report say I'm healed. I'm delivered. Come on, somebody. And I'm set free. And so now, 
Amen. You know the story, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Amen. If you just continue to pray, continue to talk to God. Joe, you'll call, amen, all the leaders. He says, listen, we're going to weep between the porch and the altar. And he, he called a fast. Everything started fasting. Not just the people, but even the animals. Because in the Old Testament, didn't nobody eat. <laughs> come on, somebody. And the cat running around the house. <laughs> the dog, come on now. And you ain't getting no puppy child at night. Come on. You're going to fast just like we are fasting. And look what happened. He says, I will restore unto you the years that the canker worm, the palmer worm, the caterpillar, and the locust has eaten. Amen. And I will restore years, not just days, weeks, and months. Some of you in here, you've lost some years along the way. But God says you're getting ready to redeem the time because the days are evil. That's what Paul says. Redeem the time because the days are evil. The word redeem means to buy up and purchase every opportunity. So he says, now we're in the last days, let us walk circumspectfully. What does that mean? It means to walk with purpose and with accuracy because we're redeeming the times because the days are evil. And so now they go from devastation to supplication. They're praying now. Tell your neighbor, watch out. When you start praying, something's going to happen. Amen. They're going from, oh God, from sleeping to weeping. But it doesn't stop there. Devastation, supplication, and then finally, restoration. Here it is, and I'm going to pray. Number one, they were sleeping. Number two, they were weeping. But number three, they were reaping. And they were taking back everything that the devil have stole. Can you say amen? Somebody shout, let's go get it back. How you got to get it back? Open your mouth and start praying and talking to God. Open your mouth and start decreeing and declaring. Open up your mouth and let the devil know the buck stops here. Somebody giving praise in the house. That's right. All over this building. Stand on your feet and give God praise tonight. Come on. Woo! Come on. Praise him for your breakthrough. How about Woo! Spirit of the living God. Now, you're in this place tonight. And you said, you know what? I need a miracle. I need God to do only what God can do. Maybe in your family, maybe in your finances. I don't know. Amen. Whatever facet of your life that you need God to move on your behalf. He's here tonight to meet you. At the point of your need. Amen. And you know what? Maybe it's not for you. Listen, don't miss this. The church was not praying for themselves. They were praying for Peter. Hallelujah. And I wish I had just a group of leaders in this house tonight. Because many leaders have gotten discouraged. Because Pastor Stewart, leaders pray for the people. But then there comes a time where the people have to pray for the leader. All this time, Peter has been praying for them. God's working miracles. His shadows is healing people. They had handkerchiefs and people were healed. But now, Peter's in trouble. Peter needs a miracle. And guess what? The church prayed for him. They weren't on Facebook gossiping about him. 
Hello. See, we don't know how to pray for people today when they're in trouble. You know, we want to know all their business before we pray. You know how they say, you know, if you tell me what you're going through, then I can more readily pray. Shut up. You just want to know that person's business. We don't have true intercessors no more. We have gossip columns. Amen. Instead of them talking to God about your problem, they're discussing your problem with somebody else. Okay. I better, I better get out of that. Y'all were shouting me down. Now you're just looking at me funny now. I want to pray with you tonight because whatever you believe in God to do in your life, I want to come in agreement with you. Whatever you need, whatever breakthrough you need, I want you to come and stand right now while they're singing. Come on. Don't wait another second because some of you are in here. And as I alluded to a few moments ago, amen, they weren't praying for themselves. They was praying for Peter. So you can stand in the gap on somebody else's behalf and God can move for you. Hallelujah. And you may not be coming tonight for yourself. Maybe you're coming for someone that's sick in the church. Somebody that needs a miracle. Oh, shout out. Hallelujah. Sing it, sis. Come on. God, I need a miracle. I need you to do only what you can do. Thank you, Lord. And I know, Pastor, you said there... There have been many out because of sickness. Are you still on live? Are you still live now? I just want to speak the word of God over those that are watching. I want you to join your faith. Amen. With our faith tonight as we come in agreement and we speak healing over you right now. In the name of Jesus. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, the same anointing that's in this room will permeate through the, the screen right now. And the Holy Ghost will touch you on this line in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God, I feel faith in this house. Y'all preachers, come on and help me. Oh, my. Keep on singing it. Come on. I need you, Lord.